0: The Show, the business podcast where I not only do all the teaching, I bring on some of the best in the game to give you guest lessons here on the Hundred Dollar MBA Show. And today is a guest lesson. As always, I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the Hundred Dollar MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's guest teacher is Ian Altman. Ian is the CEO and founder of Grow My Revenue, and is a regular contributor to Forbes. He's also a sought-out keynote speaker and a sales coach. And today, he's going to be teaching you an incredible lesson on how to get your clients to find you so you're not chasing them around. This is going to be a value-packed lesson. You may want to take down some notes. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The Hunter RBA Show is sponsored by Privlo. Whether you're a freelancer, self employed, business owner, the professional landscape is changing. But traditional mortgage lenders are stuck in the past. Privlo is a new kind of mortgage lender that lends the right way. They take a holistic view of your finances to see if you qualify for a mortgage, even if you have a one time credit blemish. To apply, go to Privlo.com slash podcast and fill out a simple online form. You'll have a decision in hours. That's Privlo.com slash podcast. Privlo, get home and MLS ID 1076413. Ian's not only a sales expert, he's also the co-author of an Amazon number one bestseller called Same Side Selling. Dan Pink called the book a whole new world of selling. And today, Ian is gonna teach you a very useful lesson. He's gonna show you how you can get clients to find you, how you can make it easy for clients to approach you for business. So you're not always chasing down clients. You're not always on the hunt for clients. They come to you. This is so important because you got to make it easy for your potential clients to find you. They're not just going to find you by chance. You have to have a system in place, and that's what Ian's going to be talking about today in detail. So I'm going to let him take over now and let you enjoy his amazing lesson. So take it away, Ian.
1: Hey there. I am Ian Altman, author of Same Side Selling, and you'll see me as a weekly contributor on Forbes.com. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you keys to getting your ideal clients to find you and for you to stand out from the competition. Let's get down to business. One of the pitfalls that a lot of businesses fall into is that when people ask what we do as a business, we fall into this trap of describing what it is that we do, and unfortunately, Nobody cares. Nobody cares what we do. All they care about is why they might need our help. What I want to do is I want to give you a way to tap into the things that are most important where you can find the clients who the best fit for you. And that way, instead of being in an adversarial position to your customer, where you and they are on opposite sides of the transaction, instead, you'll end up where you're sitting on the same side of the table, collaborating together to try and find where there's the best fit and the greatest value for them, and ironically, for you. So let's dive in. When someone asks, hey, what do you do in your business? You can either describe things from your perspective or their perspective. So if you were, let's say, a roofing contractor, you could say, hey, I'm a roofing contractor. The problem is, to someone who's not a roofing contractor, that doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. At that point, they don't necessarily know why they would need your help, or who else might need your help. Unless someone explicitly said, hey, do you know a roofing contractor? You're never gonna get business out of those people. But what if instead you had an idea of what your ideal clients might be saying that you were good at solving? And the way we get there is through a method that a buddy of mine, Bob London, calls the elevator rant. Now, Bob and I define it a little bit differently But I just love the term he uses, the elevator rant. Now, the idea of the elevator rant from my perspective is this. You get on an elevator. Instead of you giving your pitch to somebody else on the ride, right before the elevator doors close, someone reaches their arm in, the doors spring open, and two people representing your ideal client get on the elevator. They spend the rest of the ride up to the 25th floor complaining to one another ranting about a problem they face that when you overhear it, you think to yourself, man, how awesome is this? Nobody on the planet is better at solving their problem than us. I'm so fortunate and they're so fortunate that we're on the elevator together because I can really help these people make a dramatic breakthrough and end up in a better place in their world. What would it sound like in their words that would entice their interest What is it that if they heard you say, I'm good at solving that problem, they would say, man, I want to learn more. So you need to tap into what would get your client excited. For example, if you're an IT service provider, let's say you provide IT outsourcing services. You could tell somebody, well, I do IT outsourcing. But what would the elevator rant sound like for your ideal customer? Well, I imagine the ideal rant for your customer might be something like this. Your ideal customer, let's say, could be a law firm, an accounting firm, and their rant would sound something like, man, I'm sick of us losing billable hours and aggravating our clients only because our systems don't work, they were down, we lost billable time, and now we have to explain to our customers why we missed a deadline and have to recreate information. There's no way they're going to let us bill them for that time. That's an example. It might be in, a, in the same type of organization, they might say something like, man, we have all these IT people that work for us, but we don't even know if these guys are experts because none of us are IT people. So we just keep paying them. They tell us what can be done and can't be done, but we're not sure if these guys are really experts or not. Those are examples of what an elevator rant might sound like. And if you're in a different market, let's say you're a real estate agent, your customer's ideal rant might be, man, we're looking for a new house, but we don't know which one's in a good school district, which one's not. And we want to make sure that we don't end up in the wrong neighborhood, stuck with a piece of property that we'll never be able to get rid of. Or it might be, if you think about it as a real estate agent, because sometimes I'm picking on real estate agents because sometimes real estate agents will say to me, well, there's no good rant for us. But your ideal client might be saying things like this. Look, we've owned our home for a long time and now that our kids are out of school and out of the house, we don't know whether or not we're best off keeping our house, renovating it or selling it and maybe buying a vacation home and like a condo. And we'd just like to get some guidance as we're better off, are we better off renovating or selling? Should we renovate first and then sell? Should we sell and let the, let the buyer renovate? These are the types of rants that your ideal client might face. Now that you've got the rants and I encourage you to spend time thinking about what it would sound like in your customer's words. And I mean the exact words, maybe minus the profanity of what they would say. Then here's what I want you to think about. There's a model we talk about in same-side selling called the same-side pitch. And the idea of the same-side pitch is we want to entice our customers' interest by describing problems that we solve with extraordinary results. We then want to disarm the notion we're just there to sell something by acknowledging we can't help everybody. And then we want to trigger a discovery phase. And in that discovery phase, we strive to learn more about their situation to see whether or not we can help. See, if you acknowledge that less than half the people you meet are actually going to be people you end up doing business with where money changes hands, this becomes pretty liberating because now your job is to figure out which people you can help and candidly, which ones you can't. So the same side pitch follows the following model, and I'll spell it out step by step. Remember, it's entice, disarm, and discover. The entice part, we say, our clients come to us when, and then we put our elevator rant right in there. Then we disarm the notion we're just there to sell something by saying, but sadly, even though we deliver amazing results for the right clients, we find that only about half the people we meet are the right fit where we can help them. And we'll usually discover that right up front before before we engage in any business. And if we're not a fit, we can usually help them find someone who is. But for the right ones, man, they tell us that we changed their world. So I'm not yet sure if we can help you. This is the discovery phase. But if that's something you're facing, I'd love to learn more about your situation to see if we can help. So in the example I gave before, let's say a roofing contractor, I might say, gee, I'm a roofing contractor and that that means different things to different people. See, my clients come to me when they have water entering their building from the roof, the ground, or anywhere in between. They also contact me when their energy costs are just skyrocketing out of control, and they feel like there's nothing they can do about it. Now, people tell me that I've really changed their world in fixing these issues, but only half the people I meet when they describe their situation do I determine is a good fit where we can deliver those types of extraordinary results. But if you're facing one of those issues, or you know someone who is, I'd be happy to learn about the situation to see whether or not we can help. The great thing about Entice, Disarm, Discover is that if you're somebody facing one of those challenges, then which group do you hope you're in? The group we can help or the group we can't? So using the examples the other two that I gave, if I was an IT professional, I might say, look, my clients come to me when typically they're law firms or accounting firms and they're sick of having to explain to their customers why they missed deadlines or They're racking their brain because they keep losing billable hours because their IT systems are down. And the people who are supposed to be managing the IT systems have a lot of excuses that sound valid, but no one in the leadership team really knows if those guys are experts or aren't. Now, for the right organizations, they tell us we deliver amazing results, get rid of that non-billable time, and just make it so they don't even think about their IT systems. They just plain work but only about half the organizations that we meet with are the right fit where we can deliver those sorts of results. But if that's something you're facing, I'd be happy to learn more about your situation to see if we can help. Hopefully you can see where the same side pitch and entice, disarm, and discover gives you a way to get your clients to want to sell you on why you might be a good fit for them. So remember, key principles. Number one, Tap into the elevator rants of your ideal customers. Make sure you're doing them in their words, not your words. Then use those as building blocks for your same side pitch of entice, disarm, and discover, where you entice their interest by describing problems you solve with amazing results, disarm the notion you're just there to sell something by acknowledging that not everyone's a fit for you, and triggering a discovery phase to learn more about their situation to see if you can help. So, all right, guys, this was Ian Altman, author of Same Side Selling and CEO of GrowMyRevenue.com. If you want to continue learning more about sales and business development and sales strategy, you can certainly view my column every week on Forbes.com or learn more at GrowMyRevenue.com. And of course, you can always contact me on Twitter at GrowMyRevenue. Thanks again for joining me. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. Are you
0: self-employed, an entrepreneur, or a business owner who's successful, has good credit, but can't get a mortgage through a traditional lender? Privelo is a new kind of mortgage lender that can help. They take a holistic view of your finances to see if you qualify for a mortgage. If you have a bankruptcy or a foreclosure over a year old or a short sale over six months ago, you still may be eligible. The same thing goes if you've avoided taking on debt and have a clean but limited credit history. Privlo knows the gig economy is a new normal and built a company that specializes in home loans tailored to fit real lives. To apply, go to privlo.com/podcast and fill out a simple online form. You'll have a decision within hours. That's privlo.com/podcast or call 855-477-4850. Privlo, get home. And now in an amazing demonstration of compliance, that means Privlo's on the up and up, a few words from the government. Privlo Inc. is a licensed equal housing mortgage lender, NMLS ID 1076413, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, Illinois Residential Mortgage Licensee, Washington CL 1076413, Texas License 107679. Wow, Ian packed on the value in today's lesson. I just want to highlight one of the many takeaways that Ian gave us today in his lesson. Ian mentioned paying attention to your customers' rants and documenting them in their exact words. Because words are very important, they create emotion and emotion creates a reality for people. It's important for you as the problem solver to address the problem in the same words your audiences use. You wanna resonate strong with your audience and that you understand their pain and you're committed to providing a solution. So take notice or take note of the words they actually use when they describe their pain. Thanks, Ian, for that amazing lesson. If you want to thank Ian, tweet at him. His handle on Twitter is GrowMyRevenue. Let him know what your favorite takeaway was from today's lesson. And keep me in the loop. My Twitter handle is BizRepublic, B-I-Z Republic. Guys, thank you so much for being amazing listeners to The $100 MBA Show and for being subscribers to The $100 MBA Show. If you're not a subscriber yet, just hit the subscribe button on iTunes. It's free, and you get all the episodes automatically. That way you won't miss a beat and you can always catch up later on. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this. Having a system in place to make it easy for your clients to find you is so important because if it's not easy, people are not going to do it. You have to make sure that it's easy for people to find you. And that can go from having a good site that has great SEO, meaning that you're writing great blog posts and you're easily found on Google. I mean, I know a lot of people have asked me for help about their website. I would Google it, and I can't even find it on Google. If your exact business name doesn't show up on the first few pages of Google, there's a problem here. That means you're not writing great content on your site. Make sure that it's easy for people to find you so they can do business with you. All right, guys, I hope that helps, and hope to see you in tomorrow's episode. I'll check you then, guys. Take care.